This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. There's a team that we all love Playing out of person town They've had a few promotions But always end up going down Play up, play up for them 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 Good evening and welcome to the Aylandale podcast. It's Wednesday, it's a review. Bez is um, off to the airport tonight. Um, not for himself. He's, just <coughs> doing, he's um, stealing Andy, Andy PVFC's job um, and being a taxi. But yeah, so I'm joined tonight by Tom. How are you doing, Tom? I'm all right, mate. Not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, how's the how's the new business going? I've heard that you're uh, falling with the loft conversion. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of starting it up, but then it got absolutely ripped to pieces last night. So I think I've put it on the back burner for now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds um, it's, it's, uh, probably for the best. Yeah, kept me. Yeah, it, it, to be fair, the conversation kept me going until well into this morning. I think it was about twenty to one. I finally went to sleep this morning. Which, uh, uh, yeah, not ideal. No, I, I wouldn't say so. But and we're it's also fine. Steve. He's back. Bit of second son, are you? Third, are you? I can't remember which, which order it goes in. No, sorry, I was just doing some uh, big, just quick shout for our quiz. I was just doing some printing um, that, that Tom sent me to do. So, um, and I, I, had to, I had to turn off my camera so I could find the right plan he sent me. Otherwise, if you had a table at the first quiz, you might have been on the list for the second quiz. So I was just making sure that I got the right numbers. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, apart from that, I'm, I'm I'm good. Like Tom, I was last night. I was somewhere between really angry, a little bit sad, if I'm honest, and a little bit Jesus, what have we become? And I couldn't work out. Couldn't didn't go to sleep very early. Then I wake up this morning, and the first thing that crops into me is Port Port Bastard Vale, and um, yeah, it's just not the best, is it? No. What? Obviously, we we haven't all caught up since. Um... The, the second bit of news happened. What were your thoughts on Dunn going, Tom? Uh, 
relatively happy for it. Um, if I was honest, there was there was always a, a bit of a thing in my the back of my mind when he was there of how how good of a coach is he? I don't know. I, I, there was just something about him that I never really got. Um, so yeah, I I was not that asked. There was I had no great affection towards the bloke. I had no great dislike of him. I just wasn't that asked, and I think I've co- probably kind of formed my opinion on his on his coaching from his managerial uh, reigns, which uh, he's, I think he's his win percentage fifteen percent in overall. Yeah, um, it's not brilliant, is it? No, and obviously, bloody hell, we you know just because you're a bad manager doesn't mean you're a bad coach. I understand, um, but. Yeah, there was. I don't know. Don't know what it was, but I wasn't that asked to see him go. But, but obviously, Steve, him going meant that we threw the three youth team lads in in there. Yeah. Um, what were your feelings when you saw that announced? Um, like God, I've never seen anything like this before. These lads have never got anywhere before, anywhere near the first team before. And then, of course, the obvious thing is, why wasn't why isn't Flickcroft down there? Why isn't Flitcroft leading from the front? I thought last night. I still think today that he shouldn't have gone to the shouldn't have gone to the dugout because you saw the atmosphere at the end of that game. It was just an accident waiting to happen if Flitcroft was was down there. I can see why he's the director of football, and he's, there's basically no one left. There's no one why he should have gone down there. They don't typically do it if when, when they sack him right, they keep the distance and. And whilst he was giving the others a bit of a hospital ball, for me, and I know a lot of people in my my own brother, for instance, you know, really disagrees. He couldn't. I I couldn't see what good it would do for the team for him being on the dugout. So I understand why he didn't, but I perfectly understand and can appreciate why other people think he's shit out. What What would you What would you say, like? What would it have achieved if he went in the dugout? Like, do you think that the minute he walked out, it would have been vile? Yeah, not for the not from the first the first misplaced pass, and all the attention would would have been on him. I, I just, it was a complete. I can't see what he could gain by it. To be honest, you know, and that team we put out was devoid of confidence, goals, and can't defend properly. He isn't changing that, even if he's a brilliant manager, which he isn't. In 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 six hours or whatever it was. So, whilst it didn't didn't optics wise, it's maybe not the best. And accusations have been a, sh- a shit, and it are perfectly fair to throw at him. For me, it wasn't it wasn't a shit out act. It was, do you know what? It's for the bet for the good of the team. He shouldn't have been down there. Fair enough. And I, sp- I suppose we 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 go. Just, just quickly, Tom, because we didn't speak to you on the cross on the Crosby night because um, you were sharing a bottle of whiskey. Steve told us. We me walk around. How was he, Tom? How did he take? He didn't take you very well. He drank the fucking lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> back on you from last time. <laughs> uh, yeah, go on, sorry, Johnny. No, that's fine. But I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot here. Oh shit! <laughs> Who replaces him? And what's the what's the ideal date for that that to start for you? What the ideal date for the manager to start? 
Yeah. Today. Seems exactly Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, um, we, we've spoken the group, but the ideal candidate for me, it's a difficult one because obviously we don't know the budget. Um, I could say someone and could be fishing in completely the wrong, the wrong pond. Um, my 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 favourite one to go for was always Pete Wild, but obviously with that comes a, a compensation um, that we'll have to pay. Uh, other uh, out of contract managers are like like uh, either Darren Moore. Um, uh, what was the other Duff? Duff's the one. Um, and there's probably a couple of others. Wayne Rooney. No, I'm only kidding. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Duff and Moore would be probably my my two favourites. Uh, with that, I'm I'm a little bit thingy away. I want Gareth Ainsworth. I'm I'm never been overly fond of watching these teams play. However, they have been effective, but. They've also been spending a lot more money than we have when he was doing the effective things he was doing. Um, so, yeah, for me, th- them three. Uh, start date-wise with ASAP. Because, uh, I mean, you said, like, briefly in the group, was it like if, if he was appointed by next Monday? Yeah. That would be within a week. Um, now, unfortunately for me, I, that seems a little bit too long. Um, by next Monday, we're already we're not training before the Peterborough there game there. That means then um, we are four games into our eight games in February. Uh, you know, and I I appreciate that the next two games are against um, teams in the top six in Stevenage and Peterborough, um, but. Reading, you know, Reading beat Stevenage. We've drawn already three times with them this season. There's no reason we can't pick up points there. Um, and I just, yeah, I, the, the longer we can give this manager to work with the players, then surely they, we're only going to benefit from that, really. Yeah, I, I, I think from obviously we'll touch on the the open letter shortly, but to. To probably help everything out is we we get an announcement Friday the new manager's there Saturday but not in the dugout. Yeah, it's that'd probably, be. I mean, that'd probably be be ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, then you're not feeding him to the wolves straight away. But what's worrying is if we are allowing the manager to watch us before he makes his decision. Because yeah. then it could be, could, be, could be eight weeks before we get a new manager at that rate. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's it. Mark, Mark, Mark Kennedy's already gone, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, I've ruled himself out of the job after watching it last night, which, yeah. you know, I'm not that asked about. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, but... Yeah, obviously, we're not, we're not um, massive with the bookies because they've still got David Dunn as third favourite at the minute. But... You've mentioned two of them with Mark Kennedy and Ainsworth. Gary Bowyer is the next on the list. Like, what, he, the, the, the guy, the guy did the blog. Was it? Is it off the line blog? Is it? Yeah, I think off the lines talked him into the odds. To be fair, 
Yes, and I think he has because I think a lot of people have kind of come round to his suggestions of what he said in the article. I haven't actually read the article myself. Uh, I just I've spoken to a few people who have, and uh, I've seen comments and people saying, like, he's actually you know he's really done his own work and it's a really good, really good article. Um, it it's not a very attractive um, managerial appointment, is it? And I think that it, it, I feel like we need a managerial appointment that's going to be one that makes people set up and go, oh, not split it in half of people saying this could work, this couldn't, because you very end up, well, you always end up then with one side saying, I told you so. And we don't really need to be in a position of fans telling each other, I told you so at the minute. Can I jump in here, Tom? The biggest yeah. problem they're going to have is. Whoever they appoint, that I've said this to you a lot earlier, there are certain people who are going to eat shit. They've already got the tweets, the chants ready. I'm not having any wank. There are, whoever they appoint, there is a, a decent minority of our fan base who don't who don't want him to succeed so they can say, I told you so. And it's pecking my head. It's the easiest thing in the world for us three to sit here and say, eat shit, he'll fail. Because we've got the 14th smallest budget in the league. Um, we're a small club in League One. Every football manager gets sacked. If you say all the time that you're, the manager you picked is shit, eventually you're going to be proved right. And I think the biggest issue they have, whoever they pick, the people just aren't going to be happy. So I'd just pick who I wanted if I was them and fuck them. Because... No, I, under, I understand. I'm not saying pick one that's going to necessarily like appease the fan base as such, but you want... You want a level of yeah, decent. Like, I, get, I completely agree, but I just think that there's some people who want Carol, and if Flitcroft stays, there's nothing they'd like more than Flitcroft to appoint someone. Flitcroft to appoint someone, and they flop, and they flop. It'd sit them down to the ground, and that's just you know that's just how I feel about it. To be honest, yeah, I get that, and there's some interesting names in um, in in the odds at the minute. Any idea how far it is from Ross County to Vale Park to drive? Well, Derek Adams hasn't actually made it yet, but he probably will do in a little bit. 412 um, miles it is, Johnny, from Ross County to Vale. Yeah. Yeah. How far from Morecambe? Because like, we know he ends up there, there, there pretty much. <laughs> it's three, about 300. He could stay there, couldn't he, for an overnight stop? I am yeah. absolutely fine. Thank you very much for Derek Adams. <laughs> <laughs> United fan base. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Christ, no. Not for me, that one. What's it? Two, two, two men there are 25 to 1 if you're if you're a uh, if you're a betting man. Uh Popey's 25s currently. Uh, uh, and Ian Bogey. Bogey. Someone posted Bogey the other week. Has he not just has he not just left somewhere? United under 18s coach he was. I don't know if he's left or not, but right. that's where he was. So we aren't appointing someone like that though, are we? Not in our situation. What? Well, I don't know. Do you think we would, Tom? Do you think we would? I think we would. Oh, I'll be honest, mate, at the minute I ain't got a bloody clue. It's I, uh, I think we'll go for a steady pair of hands. I, I would I would like to think so. Um but yeah, I it's poor bloody veil, isn't it? We don't do uh, 
we don't do things that are easy. We don't do things that would help us. We just try and go for the complicated route, whichever way. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's not a dig at anybody who's at the Vale now. This is how we've done it since I was, well, since I've been a Vale fan, so. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because like, like you said, you, you've already mentioned your, your couple of ideals and stuff like that, and I'm sure that a lot of people have got ideas and thoughts and feelings around it, and a few people want an interim sort of short-term option just to keep us up. Uh, others are quite happy to go straight balls deep with with the manager and just say right he's the manager for the next two two and a half three years get it over and done with. But I think the key thing is it, we've got to, we've we've got to get someone in that can hit the ground running. We can't afford to kind of have someone that's cutting the teeth, can we? No, not at all. So it's got got, I, they've got a good yeah. I got the impression from. Uh, the was it the Crosby sacking article? Yeah, was it? There was something at the end of it which made yeah. me think that we're we're not we're not looking at an interim. I think we're looking at uh, a per, we're going to try and appoint now a permanent. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Again, as long as long as as long as they've got some some experience and preferably some experience in our situation and the next situation that we want to find ourselves in, and that's not me saying that I want someone that survived from relegation and the next season got promoted. It's, it's someone that's survived relegation and then built, because I don't expect us to go right. We we finish nineteenth and then finish ninth. What I'd like is that we finish 19th and then we fit. I wouldn't like us finish 19th, but in this moment in time, I'd love it. But I'd like us finish 19th and then next season we build on that and finish 14th. And then we can then we can look and build properly. It's it, it's, it's finding a manager that's got that sort of track record of improving a team, improving a side. Yeah, and I think that's why, obviously with that, I've got to be... Careful because I've said I want Pete Wilde, and obviously he's, I don't think he's ever managed in League One, has he? No. Um, so not particularly proven, but he has got quite a good record of what he's done at Barrow. Um, you know, he's probably on a relatively small budget there, I'd imagine. I don't know. Paying prop, paying prop to Stockton, Telford, Whitfield. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a small. Budget. Yeah, I suppose. But well, either way, though, he's signing well, isn't he? And and, yeah, and obviously, that's not something that you know we might be able to uh, tell Dave who he wants to sign. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I it's hard to say without knowing who's in the frame, isn't it? Yeah, you you, you get some list after, after you kind of got to bounce off what you hear, haven't you, with money with managerial things? Yeah, yeah, but. There's enough managers out of work who are good managers, in my opinion. Not, not like kind of last time it felt like we were looking, and there wasn't many managers out there that you that you thought seriously you could look for. And then obviously Clark come in and think things changed from there. So that was that was completely 
uh, mental as well because obviously it's, it's not very often that you, uh, a manager's appointed and not one single person yeah has 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 had a, a message about it or anything like that. I literally I remember walking around Sainsbury's on my phone going and reading it. And then everybody I spoke to, nobody had any idea that this was what was kind of coming off. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, you never know. Could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, could, could happen. So, well, let's, let, let's address the kind of the news that's come out today then. Um, Carol's released an open letter um, to the fans to explain her thoughts, her feelings, flick cross position. Um, it's safe to say I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I've been calling for communication from the club and the actual, the idea of the letter is brilliant. The communication of it is brilliant. But the fact that it feels a bit like, and Steve, sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to steal what you said in the group here, but it feels like a greatest hits compilation, doesn't it? Oh, that's my best line. God, <laughs> absolutely furious. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you, <Johnny. laughs> I gave you the credit for it. I could yeah, have said that. Yeah, more yeah, flick off does for the, for the youth team. <laughs> yeah, I think you're spot on because, like, when I sat thinking about it, I was like, yeah, because everybody's got that album where there's three or four great songs on it, and then there's seven shit ones that no one really listens to, and then you've got that alternative person that will turn around to you a bit like Tom who will, who will turn around and pick, pick that, that one player that no one really likes and like mother him and then don't know what got, the fuck you're on about yeah and then you've got the other alternative person again Tom that is um, <laughs> something absolutely love and he's like oh that's one because I'm like that with Oasis and, and, and Wonderwall like I think, it, I think it's terrible but like Everyone else loves it, and that that sums up Tom's Tom's love hate relationship with Ooch, doesn't it? I, so. I love him. He hates me. I think. <laughs> that, that <laughs> says some shit at football. <laughs> well, yeah. So, how, how how have you read the letter, Tom? Because I've seen seen a lot of conversations that people have had, and a lot of people that have read it differently. A lot of people have taken different thoughts and feelings from it, and. It's it just it's angered me because the elephant in the room wasn't addressed. Yeah, uh, I think that last sentence there has hit the nail on the head. It really doesn't tell me anything. Um, it kind of tells me what I already know, and that's the story of Carol and Kevin taking over the veil. Um, there was a couple of there's there's a few bits in there which I have particularly taken exception to. Um. Go on. Well, there's the first one is the uh, Flickcroft um, wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't working in football and had no plans to be. So up until this letter, we were all under the impression that he applied for the manager's job and he managed to talk himself, which is what we've been told previous. Yeah. Um, so something's amiss there. Something sounds like we needed something in an art, in a in a statement to make it sound like it wasn't like it was. Yeah, does that make sense? Because we as well that that's what we've been told. That's what she said. He came in to apply for the job, 
and he managed to talk it round into saying that you know that we need a director of football and 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 would you know um i and now i don't know now it was it, it it's been pretty common practice that everyone was under an assumption that he was only working two days a week were we ever told he was only part-time i, I don't think there was ever any but because because since he's been full time, it seems to me like he's been make like it's it's making out like he's doing an unbelievable amount of hours. And I know that is so rich coming from me. Um, but I ju- yeah, it's just one that's a bit strange. Um, the turn our academy around from being one of the worst academies in the country to becoming high performing and productive. Um, so number one, selling players to category one clubs. So before, um, before they, before the Shanahan's came in, we, we were already selling players to category one clubs. Um, the most obvious one is Joel and Darley. Yeah. Them two lads went Wolves as well, didn't they? We've got the two lads who went to Wolves. We've got Herbie James who went to Man City. We've got Luke Daly who went to Huddersfield. George Hemmings who went to Forest. So I, I kind of take a bit of an exception to the fact that of promoting something to, to, to try and say that he's done this for us when we were already doing that. And also all the lads who've stepped up and gone into the first team we're already at the club kind of thing. Um, I appreciate that, you know, there's a lot that goes in between in the three years between them coming and stepping up to the first team. I am not taking that away, but we can't, we can't put all the credit in one basket either way. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't mad keen on that. And then another one that kind of, it just felt like, you know, when you, you know when you're writing a list of something and you're trying to big it up and you kind of say, "Oh bloody hell, give me something else I can stick on this list," and that was the have a successful cup run. Yeah. Now I don't think at the start of the season that was ever a, a, a goal. I think that's so easy to put on there now because we've had a successful cup run. Well, was I see? I was I I was at the I was I was I was on on the podcast with Flitcroft. I'm almost certain that either he said it or it was said early doors that we don't budget for cup runs. Yeah, I thought I was under that, which I'm pretty certain that Flitcroft said. Yeah, but I understand. I understand there's difference between budgeting for a cup run and wanting to have a cup run, isn't there? Yeah, but surely, surely. Surely, because if you budget for having one and then you don't, yeah, but surely everybody wants a cup run, regardless. Like, well, yeah, it just—that's what I mean. It just—it just seems like a bit of a. Have we just said that to make it look a bit blow smoke up his ass a bit? And I yeah. understand. I understand that. And obviously, this isn't me having a pop all the time because there is certain things that uh, I like. I like that he's done, you know, certain players that he's brought to the club that I am thrilled to bits, you know, with Alfie, Alfie, fucking hell, Ollie and Alfie. Um, 
and whatnot. I, I'm I'm thrilled to bits that we have so we have so many youth players around the team. I don't want them to be as involved as much as they are having to be at the minute because I don't think one it's fair on them and two it's it's not doing us any favours because ultimately at 16 years old they aren't good enough yet to be in League One. And it feels like we're, we're battering them and <clears throat> doing ourselves out of it, like a bit of it. We're doing ourselves a mischief. Um, there's obviously the work with the pitch that was needed to do. So he's overseen that. Um, you know, that's that's great. Does it need a director of football for that? I don't know. But you know, there's a lot of stuff in this that I don't understand. Because I'm only I'm only trying to understand what I know of the job from an outside perspective, um, and that is the same with most fans. But ultimately, the statement to me just felt a bit like stop. Stop. I understand right. The the one sentence I agree with is personal abuse and attacks. I'm not a massive fan of them, but I'm. But I don't think that saying someone isn't performing very well in their job is a personal attack. Uh, I, I think it's an opinion, and particularly if you're working as a director of football, opinions are going to crop up quite a bit. Um, because ultimately, yeah. they all sit there and say, that's what I need to be judged on. Well, yeah. this is kind of judgment time at the minute. Because we've just come out of a window. We haven't signed what we needed to sign. We haven't signed what we mentioned we were going to sign. So it's not like all the fans have sat here and said, bloody hell, we need a striker. And they've said, oh, we don't think we need one. David, you know, they, he sat on that stage and he said, yeah, we need a striker and a left wing back. And we didn't get frigging either of them. Um, and I think, yeah, it just, I didn't, I didn't gain anything from, from, the, from the statement apart from uh, the, the last, the last paragraph the interviewing potential new managers and they're looking to see if this is the sort of club they want to join. Yeah. That to me kind of said, please, if they're watching on Saturday, don't, you know, we don't want to lose out because of chanting in the stands. But unfortunately, you know, people have strong opinions. You know, this isn't just... Uh, this, it isn't just football to people. I've said I've, I've said this on 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 Twitter today. You know, the, the, this is the majority of my life is based around this football club. We've just gone through this last seven days, haven't we, Johnny? Of like everything we've just done, and, and we love doing it. This isn't me saying, "Oh, well done, look how much you do." Um, this is me saying, like, how much we've done just through podcasting and traveling to games and meeting up and having a drink and talking about the games and, you know, and it just, it, it, it becomes exhausting, but that's because we're just as in, invested as they are. Maybe not financially, but personally, we're probably more invested in a way because this is, this isn't, this isn't meant in any disrespect, but she spoke about, you know, five seasons ago, they started going home and away. Yeah, there's people who've been doing that for, for 30, 40 years. Nobody has more of a right than anybody else, if you get me. Um, but yeah, so it just it was a bit of a bit of a strange a bit of an unnecessary statement from it. I but but the one thing I will say is 
you know, she's come out and said something. Whether I think yeah. it's a load of waffle to other people, it might have resonated. So that's you know, that's fine. Yeah, I think I think look, there's a couple of things that stuck out for me was she's back in Flipcroft. So yeah. sorry, yeah, we, I didn't yeah. address the the obvious. Thing, did I? <laughs> I, I, that's, I, mean, I think that's the obvious thing is she's backing Flipcroft. So if she's backing him, she's backing him. We we kind of. We, we've got to get on board with it, but that's not me saying to people don't moan about him. That's not me saying to people don't criticise. That's not me saying that the window's been good enough. That's just, that's her stall. That's where she set it out. So, okay, fair enough. We, 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 we're going to have to, we're, we're going to have to get, get, get over that somehow. Um, but I don't expect it to be, I don't expect it to be an easy transition. I think, What's what's got to happen is obviously he's got to bring a manager in that's like rabbit out the hat sort of manager. You look at him, fuck me, that's a good manager. You've then got to build and speak to a couple of these free agents that are knocking about and convince them that Port Vale's the right place to be for six months to get us out of this relegation dogfight if we have to. Um, and it, it's it's things like that that. Every fan, and you saw it at Fleetwood, and you saw it again on Tuesday. Every fan that's been in the stands has not, has has not, no, has backed the team. Sorry, until the end, and as soon as that final whistle's gone, a bit earlier at Fleetwood because we went three 0 down, a little bit different. But Orient, there was there was no negativity apart from which we'll touch on a bit, apart from the booing of Ryan Loft on the substitute. Uh, but there was no negativity in that ground until that final whistle went, or the final few minutes when it was just obvious that we weren't we weren't ever going to get back into it. So it's that sort of thing, like, we know is going to happen, but they've got to expect that, Flickcroft's going to come in for some some stick now, Steve, Steve, haven't they? They've got to expect that. They've stuck by him, so they've got to expect that there's going to be a bit more, a bit more coming their way with with that one. Okay, so this is where I am, but it's not Dragon's Den. First of all, I think they thought sacking um, you're out, Tom. <laughs> you don't do the fouls that way. I couldn't back you. I did. <laughs> the um, first. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, first things first. That statement said to me, you can all fuck off, flick cross my man. And do you know what? I quite like that. I quite like that she is saying, no matter what you lot think, I'm backing him and it's my decision. And what I, I think it's the wrong decision, we all do probably, but she's come out, people have said to her, come on, Carol, get from out of your bunk and tell us what you think. She's done it. She's told you. I also think that they thought by sacking Crosby, he was like a lightning conductor, wasn't he? For all that they thought the sacking him would have bought them a bit more time. It didn't. I think they underestimated that the anti-Flickcroft feel, feeling in the crowd. A few blokes on Twitter pounded him is one thing, but that entire even Lord Street, where half the people are dead in there, um, <laughs> were, singing, were singing Flickcroft out, you know. And that tells me it's a long way back for Flickcroft. We wanted to hear from Carol. We've heard from him. 
the statement itself is when I first read it, I thought, yeah, this is all right. I've read it a couple of times since. And when, when Tom's gone through it, he hasn't had to work hard to pick some glaring holes in it, you know. I was going to say, you cheeky bastard. I had to, <laughs> I had to pull you my know. finger over each yeah. individual word to make sure I didn't lose that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he had to use his one GCSE for that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nine GCSEs, mate. I love you, though. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, Tom did use his two degrees and master's to pick through that. And it was... There's a lot of holes in it, but she's come out and she and she, she said what she said. Is there any way back for Flitcroft? I don't know. But also, he can't go. The bit, the bit I can't get my head around is he can't. If Flitcroft leaves tomorrow, who appoints a new manager? We've got nobody who knows anything about football. And you can't, when you have a bad season, demand that the club gets sold. And you don't sack your director of football, uh, football and the manager at the same time every single time, do you? Because there's no point having a director of football there. The two jobs have got to be different. Whether Flitcroft's the right man for the job is a different story altogether. But if the manager goes, it, it can't always follow that the director of football goes as well. And I kind of think that's sort of what Carol might be trying to get at. But I don't know. It's the statement for me. It's woolly. It's full of holes, but I admire her and I admire her for coming out and saying he is my man and he's gonna and he's gonna chart us through this. If she's proved right, I hope people give her credit for it. If he picks the right man and the you know we come out of this, we stay in the league, we stabilize for next season. I hope he's given the credit he will deserve for doing that. But if he doesn't, it's a long way back for him. If he, if he so so if he if he doesn't, say we, if we go down. It, is that is that that has to be it surely for him? Does enough does enough gone wrong? And if you were giving him a, a review of his work at the moment, an annual review, you're looking at some catastrophic mistakes, aren't you? Yeah. The pitch the pitch is nice, the youth team's nice. We've got two strikers. We all knew we needed a striker. Yeah, the main the main thing that's been left out of that article is the on the pitch, isn't it? The on the pitch. And I think this is the, one of the things that Carol... You you said, Tom, that Carol's been a fan for five years, right? What? And I, she's and probably then, been a fan for longer, but she yeah, said she's been going home and away for... And then you went on to say how much football means to the likes of you and me, right? I walk into the ground you know, last night with my brother and my mate, and Carol talks oh. about the meal. Carol talks about the meals we provided. That's amazing. We talk about the... We talk about the hub we talk about the youth team but most people we were only you know fans were interested in what happens on the pitch on the first team that is our overriding priority the big whole bigger picture of Port Vale FC is a club doing good stuff is lords well it's good but really we're basic people I'm as bad as anybody I want the priority I want the the most important thing to be the first eleven on that pitch and I'm not sure it is. I'm sure it's all part of a. It's part of a big. It's critical for them, and it's part of a big picture. The youth team, but the the lads, the women, the men, the boys, the girls, like my son, we go to watch Vale play well and to try and to try and win games. And that's got to be the overriding desire of the owner, the director, football the manager. And I like a lot of people. I'm not convinced it is. It's part of it for them, for us, because it means so much to us. Like us last night, you know. We're not going to sleep because we're thinking how crap we were. 
I wake up this morning, my, my phone is buzzing, you know, and I'm not a well-known rail fire. I don't know anything about, I only know from most of what I learned about rail comes from you boys, but I've supported rail all my life and the people, a lot of my friends have, and it means a lot to us. And the, the most important part, I keep banging this out, is what goes on on, on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday night on that pitch, the first team. And, you know, whatever help, whatever else happens in secondary. And I think whoever takes over or whatever happens, they need to reprioritise. They need to they need to look at the top priority should be the first 11. And I don't know whether that's fair or not. I don't know. The thing the thing that it is, when, when you're doing well, all the other stuff can happen and it, it's it's fine, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, you, if, you, if you're playing well, if, if we were... If we were 12th now, all the other stuff's fine because you're doing you're doing well, you're doing all right. Like, but when you're struggling and you come out of the January we've just had, that's when I think it's fair to point point holes in. Well, did did this need did this need doing over buying a new striker? Because that's how it feels, and we know that that that's probably not the case. But without the director of football coming out and saying this is what happened in the window everyone everyone's still convinced we're skint everyone's still convinced that we, we weren't in for anyone in january and everyone's convinced that the club care more about the corporate side of it and the the other bits because as has been quite clearly pointed out even the even the toilets are on loan in 50 percent of the ground so You've got all that to go go towards the kind of stick to beat with, haven't you? And I still want to hear from the director of football now. I still want to hear about what happened in January. I don't. I like you, Steve. I don't. I don't really care about all the other stuff. Like I get we need a new training pitch. I get the ground's been neglected for twenty odd years. I get the fact that the scoreboard, the pitch, and everything all go towards. That the benefits to Port Vale, that scoreboard will pay for itself in what five years probably. You then you, you then look at the the pitch once that's completed in three years, which which is what what the, what she spoke about today. That's that that's going to look after itself for for a few years, and you're going to be able to to rely on not not having games called off on a Saturday, hopefully. And I get all that side of it, and and I get that the infrastructure needs to be invested in. But not at the sacrifice of the first team squad, and that's how it currently feels. And without a proper ex- explanation, and I mean a proper explanation, not not corporate bollocks. It's, it's, very, yeah. it's very difficult to prove you're not. They've said on a couple of occasions we're not skint, haven't they? It's very difficult to prove it without kind of. Well, no, I think I think you prove it by hiring the right manager, mate. That's that for me. If, yeah. if, if you if we if we go out now and we bring in Dean White has been mentioned in the chat today, for example, because he's mentioned in the letter. If we went out and brought in Dean Whitehead, I think that'd say to me, we're struggling for cash. Really? Yeah. You've gone yeah, and got one is assistant manager at Watford, wasn't he? Yeah, assistant manager at Watford, but he's never had a manager's job in his life, so he he, he can't he, he can't stand there and dictate that. Look at my success because the success he's had as a number two is sacked from Cardiff, sacked from Turkey, and sacked from the other job that 
Ishmael lad, um, West Brom, I think. So we're, we're talking some, an assistant manager that's had less success than Andy Crosby had, but we'd be willing to give him a chance. Yeah, and that's, no, no, yeah. And, and that's why, to me, that would that would make it feel like a cheap option. Whereas if we went and got Darren Moore, Michael Duff, one of the top tier out of work managers, if we went and paid for a manager like Pete Wilde, that'd say to me, ah, fair enough, we're not. We're we're we're, make, we're making waves, and that's the only way that they can prove it. Now, the obviously three players could walk in the door the day after a new manager comes in. And it could be Dean Whitehead come in, but then three players could walk in after, which then could convince me that there's money there. But at, at this moment in time, it just feels like we could have sat Crosby two weeks ago after the Portsmouth game and given a new manager probably a week at the window and signed a few more players, but we didn't. So it feels like a, a stupid decision at a stupid time for one reason and one reason only, and it's to save money. Yeah. And that's great if you're not going to get relegated and lose out all the money from the away fans that you get, all the all the money from the extra bums on seats that we've got. Look how horrendously low the attendance was last night, for example. Yeah, I think, and looking at the clubs that are going to come up, we, you know, League Two next year will be barren of big clubs if we're there. If, you know, the, the, the well, a lot of the well-supported sides will, are, going, are going to come up. And I think the money thing is... It's another one of these things. We just don't know, do we? You know, you hear that we owe 10 million quid. Well, if Carol's invested 10 million quid and we owe Carol 10 million quid, there's no problem with that whatsoever. Pretty much every football club owes its owner money and it's always in loans. It's always in loans to, to protect them from being made bankrupt themselves if something goes wrong with the club. If we just owe Carol 10 million quid, then that's a lockout if we go one day. It's if we owe other people, but we don't know. And maybe we've actually got no right to know that. But what we do have a right to know is, why didn't we go out and get something in the January transfer window? You know, we've all paid our money. If, in any other world, if the, if the, what you go to watch is crap, you don't go again, do you? Football is the only thing. I mean, like you go, we're, we're going to Vale now, pretty much expecting to lose. In anything else, you just jack in and don't go. So therefore, you've got a right to a, a degree of information of why things the way they are. And Carol's statement, nice as it was about the youth team, she didn't tell us, did she? She, she Flipcroft hasn't come out and said, we didn't sign the, in January the, the lad from Sheffield Wednesday because he wanted too much and we couldn't afford him. I'd be fine with that, you know, in many, many ways. I'd be annoyed that we haven't signed him, but at least I'd have an understanding of it, you know. We keep hearing X, Y, and Z was in the, was in the, um, was it, was in the war room. And we didn't sign him, and we loot, we've been left with egg on the faces. And then we sat Crosby the day the transfer window ends, as you say, Johnny. That looks like you know what we'll get a new manager, but he can't spend any money, ha, because the window's closed. Sort it out yourself. And all these things like add up to to give the impression that the club's not flush with money. Now I have no idea whether that's true or not, but somebody needs to say something to get the fans a, a bit less edgy. And B to treat them with a bit more respect. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the key thing, isn't it? It's the respect side of it. It's like it cuts both well, ways. I think. I think the problem is as well. I think, especially from that statement today, that is a person on the defensive releasing a statement to thousands of people on the defensive. Yeah, 
it's it's just there's backs up everywhere, yeah. and it's it, it's a volatile place at the minute. But it doesn't need to. I don't think it needs to be that way. I think if they could get a decent amount of fans back on side with a little with a little bit of honesty, don't you, Tom? Exactly. Yeah, with a little bit. <clears throat> I mean, there is there is obviously a, a certain degree of. <sighs> You know, they could come out, Flickcroft could do a video tomorrow and he could say all the, you know, it, well, they were in the building, but, you know, the other clubs didn't release. And it might well be the truth, but it might also be bollocks and we don't know it. You know, it might also, we, we will never know. Um, So it, it's almost in a horrible way they've put themselves in the situation. By not backing up um, the by not backing well, up yeah, and and they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna come out and say, look, we were waiting for, and I'm just gonna use this as an example. We were waiting for Sheffield Wednesday to sign this player, and then Michael Smith was coming here. Sheffield Wednesday didn't sign this player, so he didn't. They're not gonna come out with that level of detail, but you know, it's. At the, I'm I'm just a bit. I don't think anything that particularly comes from. Flickcroft is going to do any favours because I think it'll just get picked apart and people will say bollocks this, this is bollocks. I don't believe him on this. So I don't really know if that's what's, what's needed. The, what, what's the alternative then? <laughs> that's, 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 that is my problem. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't know. The alternative is this. I'm going to suggest that we hire someone who's very who, who's worked for a politician for a long time and is good with communicating because i don't i don't know sometimes i'm a bit i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i, I get what you say, i get what you're saying about the flickcroft situation but i think he's got to front it because he made the promises at the night yeah. i think that for me he said we were in for a left wing back. We were talking to Chelsea. He gave it the whole Paulo Cudicini speech, and he, he he's fucked it. That night, if he would have said, "We know we're in for players that, and we brought no one in," people would have been a bit pissed. But I don't think it would have been as bad as how he said, "We're in. We're in. We know we need a striker. We know we need a left wing back. Leave it with me." Basically, so, so that, that's. That I think I think he's just got to front that up and take take it, like a bit like Carol has today. Really, the fact that she's fronted up and she she probably she wasn't sat there thinking, right, this is this is going to sort everyone out, this this is going to make everyone happy. It was just a statement of right, let's 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 do what we promised, let's get something out there, and let's hopefully start moving on. Whether you've been Super Vale away or you've been in Burslem at the mother town watching the Vale play at home, Johnny, you can always have a McDonald's on the go or delivered right to your door. You can indeed. And where'd you get them from, Bez? You go to McDelivery. I've said it right on this one. Go over to the McDonald's app and get yourselves one. Johnny, what are the T's and C's? It's participating restaurants only. You have to be 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, well, yeah I suppose. Shall we um, do the game? <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. So, yeah, like I say, we'll, 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 um, we'll, we'll, get the, we'll get the advert slotted in here now. And then um, we'll, we'll talk Fleetwood. No, we won't. That's complete bollocks. Late and Orient will talk. I'm not going back to the <laughs> Cool. All right. Hopefully the adverts worked. Um, yeah, so I'll hand it to Steve. Steve's going to be Bez. Um, he's going to go through the stats, run us through the players and stuff. But we'll start. Steve, we'll start with Ref. Ref, what brought to you by Repair Hyphen Glasses? I'm going to let you do it. Um, do you know what? Did, did he have any big decisions to make? Did we try and get in their faces? Did we try and make the game all from? No, he didn't. He probably didn't know he'd been in the game. I didn't. It was one of those days when, do you know what? The ref made absolutely no difference to the result. And I can't think of one contentious decision, really. Oh, I can think of a couple that the, line, the, the lineswoman made on the paddock side. Yeah, oh, absolutely. The other side. She she gets a free pass from me because of Malvenian, but if it's well, no, it was a different one that was. That's very sad. Oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, like Connor Ripley made a great save in the first half. She gave a goal kick. Their number eleven spat his dummy right out. Next time he went on a run, Earth flag went up. He was miles on side, and then she she just bantered him for about another t- two or three decisions. It was it was really mental, but. Do you want to say the thing that really ticks me off about the referee? And it's not necess- it's not about the referee, it's about us and the referee. That referee was the same referee that didn't give the penalty against Chislett. Right? At Stevenage. The one Tom, your phone blew up. Same referee. Yeah. Now didn't know that. Yeah. Now a good team tells him that as you're going out. Yeah. And says, remember that. And a good Maybe team. we did, but we didn't get in the fucking box enough for him to give us a pen. <laughs> he said to us, come on, lads, give me something to work with you. <laughs> oh, boys, I can't give you a pen yeah. if you're stuck in your own half. What's the all here? That was the other thing I was about I was about to say. That a good team gets box it to deck and gets a penalty, a very soft penalty. But I think he did do us a favour in the first half. I think Lapata could have been sent off in that first half. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he wrestled their centre forward to the ground as he as he was running at him, and I've seen them given. But I thought it was a great tackle, mate. To be fair, that one. Yeah, it was a great. It, it, it's a great tackle, but not when you've got a handful of your shirt and you actually drag him to the ground. Yeah, nah. um, he knew where the referee was. Well done, son. Yeah, but uh, the lines woman was watching him. Yeah, I, I yeah, think solid. We were. <laughs> We were very easy to play through and we looked like getting done by the long ball over the top. And yeah, I can see 
I can see why you would, but I can also see more why you why you're better off not giving anything there. It just it wasn't blatant enough for it to be a Stonewall sending off, and yeah. But anyway, yeah. But I did. But the referee, do you agree with what I was saying? There, we didn't lay a glove on him, did we? So it wasn't a no. hard job for the ref. No, we didn't get close enough to him, did we? And we didn't have yeah. enough for the ball really to to ask the ref to make a decision. So yeah, there's. There's ref watch brought to you by Repair Hyphen Glasses. Now, let's let's be utterly, utterly, utterly depressed and have a look at the stats, Steve. Okay, so we had forty-five percent possession. We had a, yeah, yeah. We had a sixty-six percent and passing accuracy. We only committed three fouls in the game. Three fouls um, to their six. They had two yellow cards to our none. They had seven offsides to one off to our one offside. Well, strikers were never running in behind anyway, so it's pretty difficult to be offside in that situation. We had three shots on target, which is three more than I remember. And they had a... We did um, not. Sorry? We did not have three I'm shots. I'm we had three shots on well, target. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I could, Tom, I can only give you the stats in front of me, but I do share your surprise at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to think about where this from. Go on, Johnny. I remember two. That's two more. Yeah, yeah Shorrock had that one first off, didn't he? Where, where? Yeah, where he? Yeah, but he dropped it round the post. Yeah. Yeah, and Bailey De Pepper had that one second off where he pretty much kicked it at the keeper. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I can remember them too. Okay, so they were the stats. We're gonna we're gonna do a bears. We're gonna rattle through just quickly um, before the game started. Uh, Johnny sent Bezra a text, which Bezra has now sent to me, which which I've now lost. Which is because I keep forgetting this, but every time I do Bezra's job, um, well, Sarah's just sent me a picture of a badger on our drive. It's not an owl, Johnny. For you, it's an actual badger running in front of a car. But I can't find what Bezra sent me. So, what did you say before the game, Johnny? What did Sorry. I tell? I'll, I'll, find, I'll find it and tell, tell you what. Yeah. There we are. I've got to find it now. Uh, right starting 11 from the off. Shows what I know. Um, granting Yak, Vetti were dreadful. Smith hasn't been in the races for a while. Dan Jones back on the bench for Yak and Vetti is interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty and what do you think about now? I, I don't think there's much more you could have done with the 11 if you're going with that formation. That's that 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 for me is the kind of the be all and end all. If we, if if we're insistent on sticking with the formation, yeah. we don't really have much choice. Grant needed Grant needed come out. He looked better when he came on. Um, in terms of the fact that he didn't look like he was towing a caravan. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just an odd sell at the minute, isn't it? When you see the eleven come out. Okay, Johnny, one word, and you can go after Tom. Who picked that team, Johnny? Ryder. Tom? Ryder for me. Okay, fair enough, interesting. I, I would agree. Um, okay, so we'll start with the sponsors man of the match. And in a small pool, it would be my man of the match as well. Connor Ripley, and we'll go with you, Tom, first. Uh well, kept us in the game, didn't he, really? Um, it, again, is probably the 
Well, it's certainly the second home game, Ronnie. He's done it. Um, Donny said about the save in the first half when it's hit his shoulder and gone over. A um, couple of one-on-ones, I think, in the second half. He couldn't really do anything with the goal. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Connor Ripley doing what Connor Ripley does and exposing the importance of having a good goalkeeper behind behind your back line, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Johnny? I'd probably go I'd go with a I'd go with a, a seven for Connor. Johnny? Yeah, he's my man of the match. It was a seven for me as well. I think what what really impressed me with, with, with Ripley was yeah, he made a few good saves, but that header where he came where where he came out of his area and just just to to control you you had a bit more of the sweeping upside of it from him, which was which was good because it helps. You can be five yards further forward if you your keeper's going to come and do that sort of thing and and help you out. So that was that was good. I enjoyed that side from him and the the one on one second half that he saved was a real good save. I'd, I I agree. Tommy couldn't do anything about the goal. He's coming narrow the angle and the lads put it in probably the only place he could do, but. When when we part like the Red Sea in front of him, there's not really much you you expect to keep a do. Eventually, one will go in. Um, so yeah, decent performance from Ripley again. He's posted on social media another apology and stuff like that. Words words are cheap, and and I'm not I'm not pointing out at Connor there, but he's probably got he's he's probably got these saved saved in his phone from last season at Morecambe. Do you know what I mean? It's like Statistically, yeah. he was one of the best keepers in the league then. So he he wasn't letting more come down, was he? And it it feels like it's the same again. He's not letting Port Vale down. Yeah, do you know what? Something I wanted to bring up. Really, I'm fed up with all this bollocks about how sorry we are and we're all behind the manager. He's one of the few people who doesn't need to say it. It's all very. It's a bit like Flitcroft in his in his words. Words don't mean anything, but we want to see some actual improvement and to come out every week and say how sorry you are and how you're doing it for the fans because I don't believe that I do love him but in in general you know you're doing it for your own professional career your own you know if we get relegated some of them boys are going to be looking for a new job but if you want to you know they've got to have their own personal professional pride and desire to do better all this oh we're really sorry we'll try hard next time fuck that don't tell us do it on that note Johnny Jesse Deborah um a mixed game for Je- Jesse, I thought. I thought, like, spells he was really good and then at other spells he was just really unfit. And I don't know if we've... I don't know if we're rushing him back, which is weird when we've got probably the only position on the pitch where we've got multiple people that can play there. I'm not saying that they can play well, but is it better to play a fully fit somebody than a half-fit Jesse Deborah there, for example? Um I thought he was okay, but nothing, nothing more. But again, another frustration. It's twenty second, I think, defensive three that we've put out this season, and we changed it four times in the game. It's like that. That's not going to help anybody, is it? That that's not going to help anybody. No, so um, we've got know. to sort that out. And it was it was five for Deb. Tom. Uh, yeah, uh, didn't uh, again. He looked out of sorts for me. It was a bit too much of a similarity to the weekend. Um, reactive, 
slow. I, I don't know. Did, like Johnny's alluded to there, the, the, the constant changing of the back three cannot be helping. The constant changing for the wide centre-back of the uh, wing-back in front of you can't be helping. Um, but I, I, I get, you know, when you're in the situation we're in, the the thing to do is to chop and change and chop and change. And I think Johnny, you were the one who said it in the group last night. Sometimes we just need to go back to basics. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for me last night, Deborah, he wasn't really at the races. Um, four for me. I think that's fair enough. And also, Johnny's talked about the number centre half combinations we've had. Carol, going back to Carol's letter, she talks about our recruitment team. We've recruited a lot of defenders, but you can argue that none of them are good enough. Tom, give us Jason Lowe in the centre. Uh, I don't know. I like see. I like Lowe, and I, you know he's calm on the ball. Um, I mean, he was was he not the right right hand side yeah, in the right. first half? Yeah, so he, yeah, he was he right hand. Go on, stick stick with him. Yeah, and and. And he was, yeah, he, you know, he's calm on the ball and he, he was chesting it down. Part of me can't help but think is is he we, we pushed up a little bit higher last night and I wonder if, is he a little bit too slow for that? Uh, I know it wasn't necessarily his fault with the goal or anything like that, but there's, there's Apart from Jesse, when he finally realises that they're the other side of him and reacts to it, we haven't really got any pace in that back line at all, have we? Um, and yeah, he, he was pretty average then when he went into the middle. Forget it. Not interested. Not a midfielder. Yeah. And again, this is something you brought up, Johnny. We know we should have a midfield. Whatever is going on with Reese Walters. He's only a young lad, but we need to have a, mid, a proper midfield option on the bench because we can't keep do, doing that to Jason Lowe. So, um, jo, um, is it you, John? Is it you, Johnny, Johnny? Johnny on Jason Lowe. Johnny, sorry, I'm just looking yeah. at the, the, I'm just looking at the trackers at where some buses come back from Manchester. The big, the, the big Polish lad who I'm told is pronounced Laparte, or is it Laparte? Johnny, you're a linguistic well, expert. No, well, yeah. Before that, Jason Lowe, just quickly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, low quickly. Yeah, yeah. low. Then go on to the party. Yeah. So Tom, Tom just said, didn't think he had much to do with the goal. I, I completely disagree there. I think the goal we conceded come from Jason Lowe going wandering into a space. I did, I don't really think there's a time and a place, and he followed the man pretty much to the halfway line. Yeah. And, oh, that's my mistake. Then I haven't seen that. Then. Yeah. yeah no, it's, it, in in right next to him. And that's the big thing for me. Like, Lowe didn't need to do that, so he's left a gap that's been exposed. But yeah, I think it's it's harsh on Lowe moving into centre off, uh, moving him from centre off in the last 15, 20 minutes of a game because a he's age. I'm not he's not unfit by any stretch of the imagination. But after running after wingers for sixty minutes, to then go here, you go Jace, go go spend 20 minutes chasing that midfielder that keeps getting on the ball and, and whatnot. We're, we're just setting him up for a, setting him up for a failure. So it was, it was a five for low. 
I, I thought like it's it just whilst he's okay that we we. we we see, we seem to, we seem to have struggled when he's been at centre half, and I don't, I don't know if that's because he's not a centre half because he does the basic bits right, but because he made a cracking, cracking tackle first half. Um, yeah, I forgot about that tackle. Yeah, yeah, he made an absolute cracker of a set challenge because we can't defend, but it's, it's, it's things like that all the time. It's like whilst he does stuff good, we, we, we lack a lot of. We lack a lot of height in there with him, and Deborah and Wapata are bigger than him. So why not have them either side of him? Just stuff like that really doesn't make sense. So I'm just a little confused by it, by, by it all. But yeah, though not one of his best games, but he wasn't he wasn't terrible. Um, On to Wapata, um, decent debut. Was pretty solid for most of it. Um, needs to learn that we don't play offside, though, because he stepped up a few times when everyone else just stayed. Um, which I'm all for him leading the line and, and getting them out, but the others have got to listen to him. They've got to listen to that voice and they've got to get up and get out with him. I think harsh part of the goal was he got in between Sang and Wapata, where Lowe should have been after going chasing, and he was holding his hand up for offside and the lad the lad was nowhere near off. Um but other than that, some some good good commanding headers. Um he 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 looked bossy. I don't know if I don't know if you could see from up up um, up in distance, Tom, but he was always uh, he was he was the, the talking and organizing was brilliant. Yeah. And 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 like we've been, we've been missing that. So I think I think I think we've got a good centre off on his on his hands there. We've just got to maybe help him out a bit more in terms of I don't he doesn't feel like a back three centre off. And and that's another thing like we we have we haven't we haven't got that centre of back three centre off. So who knows? But yeah, it was six for six for me. It was decent. Um, wasn't. There was more positives and negatives, and he'd, he'd be one that you sit there and definitely keeps his keeps his space. Tom, anything to add? He got more from Joe. Sorry, uh, I got six. Tom, anything to add? Uh, not not a great deal. Just um, like Johnny said about him, he's not sure if he's a, a middle of a back three centre half. I I I agree, and it, probably for the first time last night, I noticed it, and I don't know whether it was because Lowe was playing right centre back a bit more. We were so stretched as a three across that pitch. There was a lot of the gaps in between. Yeah, the gaps in between the three of them, and and yeah, it it really made me want to think about having a look to a to a four. I mean, yeah. obviously, I know we won't, but it there was it's it's an absolute ball player's dream. Um, but I was very happy with his debut. Um, first. Particularly first, I think was he was about sixty minutes. He went off. Um, so you know if he can get another, if he can get seventy-five out of him Saturday, um, just keep boosting it up, keep boosting it up, um, and then go from there. But yeah, you know I, I like the look of him. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll just take the back three as a whole because um, individually I've got anything else to add to what you said, but. Uh, 
no big holes. We were easy to play through down the sides. And the goal was basically a case of Lowe got dragged out, as Johnny said, and you could have driven a truck through the middle of our defence. It was pretty basic stuff. And again, it goes back to what Johnny says for me. You've got to build an understanding. We're not giving people the chance to build an understanding because people make a couple of individual mistakes and then they get, rightly, they get pulled out. And you could tell last night that that back three had not played together for me. Tom, on the left-hand side, um, Carrick. Uh, struggled last night, last night, didn't he? Yeah. Um, it's, he seems to be the classic. It looks so much better from the bench at the minute, whether that's, you know, are we playing him higher when he comes on from the bench uh, and that suits him more? Um, to be fair, they look like, particularly first half, their game plan was to get it out onto that left-hand side uh, while well, their right winger, as it were. Um, because they were pretty, you know, hot on that straight away. Um, again, as I've alluded to earlier, I feel sorry for him because, you know, he probably shouldn't be starting games in League One yet. He's nowhere near ready for that. You know, the odd substitution appearance, brilliant, yeah. But we shouldn't be dropping who was arguably, at the time, one of our main coops of the summer for a 16-year-old kid who's just left school for me. It's, you know, it's 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 harsh on him. Um but you know he he's try he, he tries done he and you know he's got a bit of pace about him but ultimately yeah it wasn't it he, he, he flattered to deceive last night. Johnny yeah I, I, and, and I think that's the problem isn't it? it it's the the kind of best of two evil situation at left wing back at the minute. Like Grant's in horrendous form and Shorrock's an actual child. Like not just a young lad, he's an actual child. So it's like, what are you supposed to do? He, he did all right. I think that their winger was pretty shit. Like, I think I don't think he, he whilst trying to give him crap and like the, the winger was trying to dictate and stuff I don't think Shorrock was ever a million miles off it but he just wasn't he just wasn't good enough um, he had the, like I say the one effort in the first half which was good that the wing back was getting up there but <sighs> overall we, we, we're just going to rehash old ground it's, yeah. it's, been a, it's been a problem since November and I suppose the only positive got to say is that Mitch Clark's tweeted today say how good it is to be back on grass and with a ball at his feet so um, it, hopefully it won't be much longer before we've got a wing back available. Who knew we needed a left wing back eh? Right Johnny stick with you Jensen Weir um, Just one more day <laughs> <laughs> When you're down don't kick him out when he's down do you? Fucking <laughs> hell Jensen Weir. Um, it's an odd one. Looked all right first half, showed flashes, but then I can't remember him being on the pitch in the second half, just disappeared massively. It's a lad that seems to have struggled in League One at Blackpool, come to a struggling side in the shadow of two of probably the best centre midfielders that we've had in absolute ages and continue to struggle 
Um, he shows flashes. I'm convinced he needs to play further up. It reminded me of, do you know when Alfie first turned up and we were trying to shoe on him in every now and again and you were just watching him going, his work's done in that little pocket and then all of a sudden he came to life deeper and it was like, oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe it is. So I just I just want to see a bit more from him. I just want to see him get on the ball, get on the ball a bit more, get involved a little bit more and just start alping out a bit more because that's my big issue with him. So it was a it was a three from from where I just think like it was wasn't it wasn't good and it, it wasn't alped out by the fact that he's playing next to Funzo that is obviously not fit. Obviously not fit and doing doing us a favour, but yeah. That's no, like Johnny said, he, he seems like he hasn't quite found his his position yet. I was a little bit disappointed with him in the it would have been the second half. We kind of broke away a little bit and the ball came to him and he looked up and I felt like he could have played on one touch and it should have just gone straight away. I, I can't remember who was peeling out on the left. Uh, could have been lofty. Was that was that when we were in the middle, when he was... Was it fierce? It was almost like on the edge of the centre, on the edge of the centre circle. Yeah, it was in fierce. there off. He did the same. He did somewhere in the first half as well, where where Willow kind of ran across him. And yeah, and he, he just him. wasn't played quick enough. Um, but I don't know. You've got it with players like that. A lot of it is confidence, as well. You know, if it doesn't come off once and the crowd get on the back, is there's a reluctance to do it again. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to see um, when Ben's Ben's back, maybe him and Chizzy kind of take it in, especially attacking midfield. Sometimes you like you can get more out of them when you're asking them. You know, give me sixty minutes, and then the other one, you get half an hour. To, so they're really busy in that half an hour. Then, and sometimes you get a little bit more from them. I find. So maybe when we can get Ben back in the fold, it's a chance to maybe, you know, take him out, give him a breather, and then pop him in that more natural, maybe number 10 role. Yeah, OK, Tom, move on to Funzo. And I'm confused whether we're looking after him, nursing him back to fitness and protecting his hamstring, or we're chucking him in because we're desperate. Take your pick. Funzo. <laughs> Probably could be any of the above, um, <laughs> especially since... Um, Saturday, he he he's nowhere near fit, is he? I think that's quite blatantly obvious. Um, he's there's he's not the same player as the one who got injured back before Christmas at the minute. You know, is that is that because that's what eight weeks out can do to you? Is that a nervousness around knocking it? Is it tight? Is it, are we in giving him injections? You know, there's so many different things that that we don't know that could be affecting the way he plays. He just, yeah, for me at the minute, he's he's kind of he's not really affecting the game. Um, but like I said, it's it's difficult for him to affect the game if he's still injured. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So. Yeah. 
Sorry, Tom, I didn't... I no, didn't. fine, that's fine. Johnny? Yeah, with Funzo, I think we got so used to high-quality performances from him that a little that this dip becomes quite obvious that there's a dip in form and, and it looks like we've got a slightly different player. I think as a footballer, your hamstring is probably one of the only injuries that you have to make sure is right. Like, everywhere else, like, you have, like, tight calves and stuff like that can be can be nursed through and managed and stuff. But your hamstring is, it, it's essentially, your, it's everything to a footballer, isn't it? So, I think he, I think he is holding back. Don't think he's fully fit, and I don't know if I don't know if we're helping him. Like, did he need to come on against Fleetwood, for example? Like, did he need that twenty minutes in that game, sort of thing? I don't know. Played like forty-five, didn't he? Did well, yeah, but that shows how bad we were. That felt. <laughs> and, and it, it, it's them sort of things with funds. I thought yesterday. He didn't come. He used to come deep and split the back three, pick up the ball and stuff like that to stop the need for us to play out so much and be confident to play on the off turn. And we just didn't get that. And maybe that's because he doesn't feel like he's got the second pass. Maybe it's that we're in that bad of a form that we're just trying to make sure we do things as right as possible. I don't, I don't know the answer, but what it wasn't. It wasn't vintage Funzo, and it was it was a five for me. Oh, Steve's on mute. I was just saying something really interesting for once then about Funzo. Gil, <laughs> do us a favour. Um, you know, it looked like he wants to help the team out, so he's blatantly not fit. Johnny, Tom Sang. Uh, another one that didn't look fit, and I think we're probably going to say this about the majority of the attacking players now from from here on. Just didn't look didn't look fit after about fifty minutes was was blowing, and then then his passing got loose and started making mistakes. And the fact that he switched off for the the goal we conceded was criminal. Um, it's 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 just odd. It's really odd because we've been talking for weeks that Gab Massey isn't good enough at wing back, and Sang did nothing wrong, and then Sang goes and does that to to us. So it's like, cheers, Tom. Thank, thanks for that. You've you've, re- you've really helped us out. Shows what we know about football. But I can't. It didn't really affect the game going forward, and he just yeah, it, it was just. Couple of times, him and him and Jason Lowe linked, linked up down that right hand side, and I think it literally was a couple of times, um, and that's it. So nothing, nothing too positive to say. It, it, it was a three. It was bad, and another one you just got to hope that needs match fitness and maybe takes a little bit longer when he has been out to get get firing. Tom. Yeah, um, not great. The 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 non-tracking of the run, like Johnny said, is is not on. That is it base one oh basics one oh one in it. That just you know tracking your man. Um, we 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 don't know whether that's his 
that's his position and he can play centre mid or if he's a centre mid and can play right wing back. It's um yeah, it wasn't a great game for him and he struggled. Um but I, I feel like previously he's done enough to not be bombed out after one bad game there. You know, we've seen Gab Massey have bad games and he he survives it all right for a couple of weeks. So I would like, you know, give him another chance in there. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. We've what you both we've called for Simon to be back in the team. So one bad game doesn't mean he shouldn't come back. It's not like we replaced him with somebody who's on fire or or other options, Gav Massey. So let him stay. Tom, give me Chizzy. Uh, he he uh, he was involved. He was trying one, but it just he wouldn't really come off for him. Um, a couple of times running in blind alleys and yeah, not not his fine. Do you know I'm, I'm really struggling to remember Chizzy last night. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. You'd probably better get Johnny first on this one. See if he says anything that refreshes my memory. Come on, Johnny, give me Chizzy. He's he is potentially the weakest man alive. Uh, the couple of times he got barged off the ball on the halfway line, didn't he? In, in the second half, God, I'll just quickly jump in. In the second half, his lack of strength and basically, you know, to call the, the phrase "the weakest is weakest piss" is overused, but fucking hell. He, he's got to be better. A couple of times the ball was fired into his feet. They weren't bad passes. And he's just going over like he's been shot. And when we were under the cosh, we didn't need that. Sorry, Johnny. Go on. No, and, and that, that, that was that was one of the instances. Like I say, the, the fact that Lowe come out of defence to, to, to pick up the lads that ended up scoring when Chizzy was there, was near him, sums it up that we don't really trust him defensively, which... I get he's an attacking player and whatnot, but should you should trust him to be able to close down a man. And it was just frustrating with him. I think you've got someone that's what been involved in 12 goals for us this season. And it just it just feels like recently he hasn't he has he hasn't got it in him again. And whether whether it's that this is what you're going to get from him, whether he is he is that sort of hybrid yo-yo, he's not not quite a League Two player, but he's not quite a good League One player. I don't I don't really know with him, but you always get the effort from him. But what 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 sometimes you need is just the simple stuff, and I really don't I really don't know what got into our front three because for. For a front three that's got zero confidence, they were trying flicks. They were trying. They, they, they were trying like elaborate little round the corner passes. There was there was a lack of basics. They were playing like a team that was top of the league, like kicking around, and it's like they, none of them were coming off. But yet the next time you've got Willow tucking it round the corner, like blindly doing doing a little back heel sort of thing. You've got Loft trying a volley from. 20 yards out when the ball's coming across that he gets nowhere near. You've then got, like I say, Chizzy was trying little flicks and little turns in areas where 
just front your man and, and pass it on and then move. It just felt like it felt like overconfidence, which was batshit mental considering where we're at. Yeah. But yeah, it was a three for Chizzy. I just thought, yeah, it was it was a bad performance from him. If it's a three for Chizzy, Johnny, you can I'm gonna I'm gonna do it this way deliberately. Um you can have um the king of middle. Yeah, um I don't I don't I don't enjoy it. Like Willow's got enough in the bank to have a bad game. Do you know what I mean? He's he's got enough in the bank to have a bad game. He's had more good than bad for Port Vale. He was fucking dreadful yesterday, though. He was absolutely horrendous. Loft won 90% of his head as that first half. They all went the same way. Will Ryder even spoke about it, that they spoke about, instead of Loft trying the flick on, run across the front of his man and edit. Loft did that. And every single time, Willow was like, I'm going to run past him the other way. I'm going to run behind him. Whether he thought he was going to miss every header and had no faith in it, which is ultimately possible, or he, he thought Loft was going to ignore Ryder, I don't really know. But it was just, it was so painful to watch the runs. And and then, like, the one thing you can say about Willow is he always puts in the effort. He runs himself into the ground, which is great. But sometimes that's a hindrance as well because you haven't got anything up there because Willow's tracked back 40 yards into a place where there's another four players that he doesn't need be in, and then he's knackered. So it was frustrating. It, Willow's best Willow's best for Port Vale when he's in and around that penalty area. So I'd be saying to him, look, just stay up there, stay there. Tell your front two, stay there. Don't come back and help out. And people think, oh, that, that, that. You've got nine players that behind you. You shouldn't need your front two to come and make 10, 11 behind the ball. Just pin pin that defence back, pin their defence back and stay, stay and give, give us an option because it gives them something to think about. If you're leaving Loft and Willow up front, it's a brave team that goes, we'll, we'll leave two on two against against that. Maybe, maybe it's not seen the pair of them, but in football in terms, there's not many, there's not many is that, that, that leave themselves exposed to a two on two. No, well, yeah, Willow. Okay, just before we go to Tom, Willow was my man of the match. I was going to give him an 11. <laughs> go, go on, Tom. Follow with Willow. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolute shocker last night, wasn't it, from him? He um, didn't look interested. He didn't look like he was taking anything from the game on board. Normally with Willow, he's a bit, he kind of has a little look around, sees what's going on around him, and then that that becomes part of his game. He acts upon it. He sees where people are getting the space, and um, you know, and gets them in. And uh, and, and like Johnny's alluded to with the headers, he just didn't seem to click that that Lofty was winning these headers, and he just kept going towards to, just towards Lofty, and then was, we were just you know wasting the ball. Um, Fleetwood was very much the same Saturday for him, and it, it, you know it, it's it's a bit frustrating. Have we got anybody else we can drop him out for? Bever kick up the arse? No. So you know we're gonna have to wait for him to kind of we're gonna have to realistic. We need to get the ball to him a little bit more probably to feet. He isn't your run on to it 
from Flick on kind of because I just thought he maybe had a little bit more about him that he would at least try it. But but yeah, three for Willow. Yeah. So okay, we've all agreed that Willow was the man of the match. Tom, the floor is yours. Give me your man. Give me loft conversion. I mean, I. I I don't, I don't, there's, there's not necessarily anything completely ludicrous about this. I said he had, I thought he was one of our, one of the matches in the first half. I thought he was brilliant first half, apart from the obvious where he took too many touches and he ended up passing it. He nearly put them through, I think. Yes, I understand that wasn't what he wanted. That well, it wasn't what I wanted him. Um, but other than that, I thought he kind of did did a decent job up there. You know, it was clear that we were going to try and play a bit bit longer to him. There was headers won. Um, when you've when you're going to that extent, you've probably got to get more people up the pitch and maybe maybe drop loft a little bit deeper so you can get Chesy Willow. Could you push Weir further on? Could you push Shorrock higher? Um, or or Sangi, depending on which side. Um, and I thought, you know, he ran he, he ran himself into the ground, chasing everything down. There was a couple of blocks, um, and I I just look on the on the one pass. Yeah, sound. All right, I understand why people think, fucking hell, what have you done there? Um, but, but then and. <laughs> The the air shot. <laughs> so I, I said to my old man, I said, he's almost tried to take on a shot there that the top scorer in the league take, takes on. Isn't it? That's, you know, when you've scored 10 goals in 10 games, it's not a problem to take take them on, go, go for them. Not when you've scored one goal in 24 appearances um, and ultimately ended up injuring himself. Because that was when he did his calf, which couldn't be more Ryan Loft and Port Vale if we tried currently, could it? Um, but I didn't agree with the booing off. It's not. It's certainly for me anyway. It doesn't look like it's certainly through a lack of effort. It's not effort. His footballing ability might not be the best. I think that's pretty, pretty safe to say. Is is there? Um, but I thought last night wasn't. I've seen I've seen a lot of I've seen him and a lot of other players have much more worse games and and not be booed off. I I said last night that was probably in that first forty five, airily probably one of the most dominant centre forward performances we've had this season. I appreciate our centre forward performances this season have all been shite, mind. So, you know, it's not at a great height, but. Yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Johnny? Yeah, I think first off, you've got to say that he was he, he was all right. He, he was terrible with the ball. But winning his flicks, he was good. Like he, he he put himself about, he got into he got into the scrap with the, the center off and actually fought fought for it. He, he's gotta get frustrated at times, the fact that he's won. Like I say, he felt like he'd won 90% of his headers, and yet I don't think a single one went to someone. And that's that's not all his fault. 
like sometimes sometimes you blame it on 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 the player, but I don't think that's all his fault. But then second half, I felt like he I felt like he just disappeared a little bit, as if to say like as if he'd been asked to do something differently and he he couldn't do it. I, I can't boring the air shot. I can't remember him. I can't remember him getting involved. I can't remember him doing doing anything other than continuously running and chasing, which is great in that terms that he's he's putting it in. He obviously wants to play for the club regardless, but he, we we know he's not good enough. We we know that we're not we're not we're not daft, are we? But yeah, it was it, it was it was okay. In, in that first half, and you just look around and you go, well, what else can we do? And the obvious answer is, is, is find someone and sign someone. But barring that, it's him or the pepper, isn't it? And he's he's not exactly pulling up trees either, and it's it's not really fair on the kid to, to hang him out. So it was a fourth lofty for me. I think it was a six first half, and it was a three the second half. So I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going with the four because I think the second half just shade. I think the first half, the bad things he did in the first half were were equally as bad in the second half. Just did less of the good. So I was going to say, and and also this isn't me like overly praising Loft. He and I'm going to use the sentence that I used to do earlier in the season. He did what I expected a target man to do. Yeah, he went and won his headers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I expect. That is the minimum I expect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because for, for me, Loft, he, he's what I always thought he was going to be, to be honest. But not very confident of what I always thought he was going to be. You know, one thing you can't, one thing I don't understand is we players tend to get booed if they don't put it in. Loft never, Loft can't be accused of diving it in, can he? He gives it, he gives it everything. And the fact that he's everything isn't good enough is a different story, but we shouldn't be booing him. There are there are people out there are people in that squad with a much, much worse attitude than him. So that's the first team. We've touched upon Bailey Pepper, and I think we all think the same that we're doing a kid no favours. Any other substitutions, any other subs spring to mind, particularly the ones that weren't used, like Gav Massey. I tell you so I tell you a sub that does spring to mind. Um Dan Jones, yeah. he's done himself no favours, has he? Like, it was just, it was, it was a weird one from, from Jones. Like, after being, after being like out in the wilderness, he come on and he, he just, he didn't feel like he, he didn't feel like he added anything. But again, is that because we made two centre half changes and I think he had fucking all the lad on the plate. Pretty much all season, has he? No, but still, like, it's apparently like, you can't expect him to come on at centre half and fucking change the game, really, for me. There, you got to give him, you got to give him chance to kind of, you know, he's got to find his feet a little bit. Deep. There's, he tried one of his crossfield ones, but also again, there's, you know, you can do them all day, and on the training ground, there needs to be a, a level of match. Match practice in you before they start coming off. I think, um, but I'm quite happy to give Jonesy a couple of games just to find his feet again. Yeah, yeah. 
I just felt like it was just a bit. Maybe it's got to be the hardest position come on and change the game, hasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't asking him for him to change the game, but I just felt like he just come on and he was just it nothing nothing changed. And I think that was my problem. They just I, come on and it just looked like much of a muchness. I think that's the issue an issue we have as well. Our squad our squad is threadbare and none of the substitutions we made had a positive effect on the game, did they? Nothing changed. Well, we made three fucking defensive changes when we went one 0 down. That's because we had, um, you know, shoving lo- shoving low into midfield. It's because they haven't got anything else. Well, I mean, yeah, what, I would have liked to see Martin go up front instead of De Pepper or Massey. I am the same. I, I said you got just yeah, just just have a runner in behind, isn't it? Yeah. And just have someone maybe just try something like we so we so fucking void with wanting to just try and baby De Pepper. Is probably a lovely, lovely kid, and you know I'm really happy for him to have so many appearances under his belt at 16. But the lad is not ready. He's nowhere near ready yet. He's too small. He was up against the fucking six foot. Was it six? Is he six foot five? Is he Dan Hap? Yeah, Dan Hap's six, he's six he, foot five. You know, he, he he's he, he's 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 completely lost, and he's getting battered about. We just we just yeah this. I feel for him, but he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be in that squad at the minute. No, I I agree entirely. And you know, when we don't want to go back back to start, we talk about Carol's letter to Flitcroft. <laughs> sorry, um, um, we talk about. Sorry, sorry about that. I'm, I'm don't know what you've done again, but well, didn't sound good. <laughs> Basically, I'm multitasking and I'm not very good at it. I was I was trying to print out Johnny's QR code and it's cutting half of it off. And I've just got the printer again and I still can't scan it, but I'll sort that out. That's another problem. Um, you know, we go back to the start. We talk about Carol's open letter and all the things Dave's done. He's left his caretaker manager, his caretaker caretaker manager, who's with a 16-year-old lad as he steered centre forward. And that's not good enough, is it? Especially not who the other two are. Like, and that's not not me digging them out, but I think we're all comfortable in saying Willow's one of the best players that we've got when fit. And we we all worry about him. Loft seems to have fitness issues. Um, And obviously other issues in terms of ability from what we've seen. So we're not really... We're not really bringing him on. I think you bring De Pepper on, and, and similar to what Bez said the other day, this isn't me asking for this player to come back. But you bring De Pepper on with a Jamie Proctor, I think you get a, I think I think yeah, you get a different performance from him because you can almost trust Proc to do everything. He always Proctor always felt like he did the basics while he 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 was always a, a steady player for you. Whereas like you can't say that about. Proctor about Loft and almost Wilson as well. Like Wilson's good when when you play to Wilson's strengths. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's pretty fair. Yeah, I yeah. think that, I think that, I think that's more than fair, you know. And so anybody got any, anybody got anything else about last night's game? Did you all leave feeling? With, I left the ground thinking we were fucked here. I don't know whether that's me being a bit overly dramatic or. I just can't see where we're going to score goals, and I always think we're going to concede one. And I left, I left that ground 
thinking this is a team that's going to get relegated. I don't know what have you pair any other thoughts? Do you think differently? Do you agree with me? Uh, for me I, I left thinking we're in trouble. Yeah. But for me, you, you saw, I, I had a bit of a rant in the group last night. My, my biggest issue with it is that you, you can make football as complicated as you want to play, or you can make it as simple as you want. We are at a stage where we're not creating enough. We're conceding a big chance, pretty much a big chance every game, if not more big chances every game. We're shoehorning players into places. We're not playing fit players because they're out of form. We're playing players coming back from injury because they're better than play the, the alternative. We're ignoring someone in the squad because his contract's whatever's happening with his contract. Like, we, we've we got a lot of questions. Jakovic has been bombed out the squad, probably rightly so, because he was woeful the last few games. But if you know you're going to make two defensive substitutions, like, you've just got to, you've got to look at it. I think we just need to consider going back to basics. And I think a Vale Park, a 4-3-3 would work because... The pitch is big enough. You need that extra body in the midfield. But you, you've got to play players to the strengths. You've got to look at it and go, right, OK, what can you do? What can you do for me at this moment in time? And you look around and go, well, actually, Gav Massey, some of his best performances for Vale have been higher up the pitch. So I wouldn't be against him starting right wing, for example. I wouldn't be against starting the fact that we've brought in a winger in might and then starting on the left because that again is where apparently he's best on the left on the coming in on the right putting willow putting willow then up top looking at sang looking at sang weir and maybe ojo in 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 center mid then low has played the majority of his career as a right back and if you're asking him to be a right back and that's a defensive right back of I don't really want to see you coming across the halfway line, mate. I'm all right with that. He doesn't, he, he doesn't need to be blessed with pace because he's he's quite intelligent and, and I don't think he's a slouch. You then can play any number of the centre-halves that we've got in the two centre-half positions, like Wapata, Smith, Deborah, yeah, like you can play any of them there. And then it's the probably the only place you're shoehorning is Dan Jones, but... I think Dan Jones has played left back and I'd be telling him the same thing as I'd be saying to Leto is you're a left back, mate, not a left wing back. You're a, you are a left back. I don't want you to come across that halfway line. And then you come with four defenders then and you build from there. Every single player at some stage in their career and probably for the most majority of their life have played in a flat back four. So it goes back to riding a bike. When was the last time you rode, rode a bike? Probably for me, about 10 years ago. But you get on it, you know how to ride a bike still. And that's the same thing with playing a back four. Playing, playing a back three, especially our back three, it's, I feel like we're being set, set up for failure a little bit. And it's, it, it's just hard to watch. It's painful to watch. I'd jump in and agree with you. I said similar to me and my brother again last night. If you, we're not going to bring in Tony Pulis or Sam Allardyce, but if you bring a manager of that ilk in, the first thing they will do is do exactly what you've said, said, Johnny. 
will go to four back four, and they'll be four defenders. And you'd have you'd have your best defenders, and you would play a centre half at left back in Dan Jones's case, and you'd tell Jason Lowe sit there, and you and as you say, you would start from there, wouldn't you? And and see what you can do. And if you've got a base, you can try. You you might be able to grind out a nil nil. The whole thing of the back three, the gaps we're leaving, the players we've got, we're always going to concede. And whoever comes in, if it is an old school time manager, I would imagine that's one of the first things I'll look to do. But that, in, well, just 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 to add to what you've just said, but that's the other thing as well is that the fact that if you go, if you build solid at the back and go with the four defenders. You are you are allowing then Massey, Might, and Willow, if they're your front three or whatever your front front three is, to not have to come back, not have to run the length like seventy yards to get backwards, and then turn around and run seventy yards back up the pitch to go and try and help out forwards. You, you're giving them the opportunity to add something offensively. But so yeah, that that's that that that's my big whinge at the minute about it all is that we. The, the, the three isn't working. And I think it was Popey, wasn't it, Tom, that, that brought up the three at the yeah. I I quickly dismissed it, but recently you can see what you can see what he's on about. Oh, absolutely. It's such a wide pitch and it just seems obviously at some point if if you've got a striker who drags out to the touchline and on the opposite side you've got a winger who not willing to come inside because you've either you've maybe got someone who can switch the ball, then all of a sudden your three defenders are spreading across the whole width of the Port Vale pitch. It's fucking huge. And that ultimately then leaves massive, massive gaps. Um so I would like everything you've just said there, Johnny, really, I'm I'm, I'm on board with Steve as well. Uh, we but but first and foremost before we have if we, if we pick any formation in the world, we have to have somebody in charge who knows how to to set up a pattern of play. There is literally you can't just turn up and say, right, boys, we're going to play four three three today. There's got to be some sort of training and tactics, and you know we've got to have a way. If if we are, you know, going to play Alex Martin one side and Gav Massey the other, then we probably need to say, right, what we're going to do is we'll use We'll use Gav Massey right because he's a he's the kind of winger who likes to stand up his fullback, go on go down the right and 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 stand across up, doesn't he? Yeah. Whereas Alex Martin looks like the kind of if you can if you can catch him out a little bit and release him, he's going to get the wrong side of his of his centre well of of his defend. Um, but he also looks he, you know he also looks like he can stand his man up and take his man on. He, he showed that a couple of times at Fleetwood. Um, but yeah, but there has to, but then other people, you know, the whole team need to know that that's the way we're going to play and this is how we're going to get the ball across there. And, you know, from throw-ins, we're not going to throw it long. What we're going to do is we're going to drop it in here and he's going to drop it back and it's going to go over there so then we can get Alex Martin in quickly, X, Y, and Z. That's, they're all little different things that need to come into play. In order to get the ball forward, we can't just say, right, we're starting with two wingers, one lad up front, go. I think that's the reason why we've come so unstuck in this 3 5 2 is because we haven't got a fucking clue what we're doing with it going forward. And we just ultimately turn around and come back to Ripley. Yeah. yeah. 
because we no don't want to give the ball away. Because it's imperative that we do not give the ball away. Yeah. Okay. You can yeah. play pretty football and be quick. They yeah. showed they showed that a couple they showed that a couple of times. A couple of times when they really wanted to, they cut through us like a knife through butter, hot knife through butter, Tom. You're a chef. And um and they did it quickly by, by playing between the lines. We just haven't got that in us. We, we, we're so ponderous. We go back, we go back. They were four or five passes. They were up the other end of the pitch and they weren't booting it. They were just playing through us. Whether that's because we're too easy to play through or whether they've just got better players, probably a bit of both. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But obviously, quickly, we'll move on to Saturday. Um, Steve Nidge. Um as Tom has pointed out a few times, we're unbeaten this season against Stevenage. Three times, three draws. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be an interesting one because like, we, 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 need, we need to kickstart this campaign. And who better to play some ugly football against than somebody that's going to lump it up and that they're, they're gonna they're gonna enjoy that sort of football. So if we can score a goal off somebody's arse and we can time wait off in the first minute and we can time waste for 89 minutes for the rest of the game and shit out of life shit out of life out of any game, Saturday's the one and there'll be and no one will deserve it more the karma than one Steve Evans. Yeah, definitely. But we'll see. So obviously we have we I suppose we 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 got to do it. Um, AVtimings.com. Bez Bez is running the uh, Maidley off. Um, there's going to be the the Vale Five K and stuff coming up. So get yourself signed up for a race. Tom, time time of first goal and the goal scorer, please. I thought you were going to ask me to do the fucking five K then. <laughs> uh, ooh, I will. Go. Fucking hell. 2-2. Ethan Cheslett. We're scoring two. Uh, well, Chesley's going to score first and then their lad's going to put one in his own. Fair enough. Steve, over to you. Yeah, uh, 20, 24th minute. 24th, OK. Um... Well, we're going to lose, and I think Jimmy uh, Reed will score first. Jamie Reed, and I think we'll I think we'll lose three 0 so, and, and he'll he'll score after he'll score after twelve minutes and just destroy the place. Yeah, that's. We we'll have to go now. You've said that because that that feels a real possibility. <laughs> I I wasn't I wasn't in quite as negative. Um, but I was thinking a man that scores past us pretty much every time I've ever seen him for every single club and he's played for about 46 of them and he's still only about 25. Um, for Dane Oliver, we'll get the first one. Um, 15 minutes and we'll lose 2-0. So that's, that, that's the positivity of Tom against the realism of me and Steve, shall we say. Yeah. But... Yeah, we'll be back Saturday after Stevenage. Hopefully, there'll be good news because none of us, none of us, want us to lose. Um, hopefully, we'll hear, hear some some more about the manager search this this week. And just just as a go, 
I want to ask you both a quick question. So, because it's a ponder, it's a ponderous question. Freaking hell! What happens if tomorrow, say, a new player walks through the door? Would you be happy with that, or would that undermine the the the, the fact that we haven't got a manager? No, I'll be happy. I'd be happy because we need bodies. We need some. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like Tom. We need we need we need bodies, Johnny. I don't care about we fucking undermining the manager who we haven't got. If we if we bring in somebody in who who's better than what we've got or is an extra option, then I don't care whether we've got a manager or not. I don't give a shit. Needs must. With a director of football, Mark, should that matter? No, it shouldn't, but it it will. But. It will to some people, but that you know, direct, as you said the other day, directors of football are basically chief scouts and while their hats on, it's their job to bring players in. And if you bought, let's say you bought in somebody half decent, he, Andy Crosby might have a bit, to, might have a wry smile on his face. But I don't care, Johnny, whether we piss people off or not. We, if we can bring somebody in to improve this team, do it whether it's nine o'clock tomorrow, ten o'clock the next day, just bring them in and worry about the next manager after. Yeah, I, I was just thinking that it was just thinking because obviously, like we know, we know what we're crying out for. We don't know what Loft's situation is. So if if you said to me, Connor Wickham's willing come, and I know he hasn't played football for six months, but if you said Connor Wickham's will, willing come and he's at a good level of general fitness, I, I, I'd be I'd be content with that. Uh, and me, and me. People laugh yeah. about. People laughed about Troy Deeney. I'd have, I'd have him as well. And yeah. not, not because I want him, but because, the you know, anybody we bring in as a forward is another option. And probably, and this is no disrespect to the ones we've got, won't be any worse unless they're really bad, you know. And we, we need bodies. We need options. If Loft's injured, what happens next? Willow Chizzy in behind him. Do you remember the bad three of Gav Massey playing through the middle on his own? When we forgot to, when we forgot to sign a striker last year, anything's possible, isn't it? So if we can get somebody in, Johnny, get him in. There we go. So that's that's the question I want everyone to come back with us on social media and have a bit of interaction about would they be happy with to sign a player without a manager? And on that note, we'll sign off. Let you all have a little think about it. Come back to see us. you Friday. Yes, yeah, <laughs> see you Friday for the quiz. That's the big thing. We have got the quiz. That's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Freak yeah. the football off. <laughs> one, thing we, one thing we probably got the quiz, the quiz is going to be upbeat. You know, whatever's yeah. going on, it's for it's for a great cause. Johnny's put loads and loads of work to make it really interesting questions. Me and, me and Tom will be there walking around like last time. Hopefully, Bez will won't overdo the jokes. But it's going to be a great night and it will be a distraction from the football. It will. And, and we've got Josh Green's put together five brilliant little videos th- throughout the night so yeah, like we've... honestly i can't i can't wait i, I think i've watched them about te- about 10 times but whilst making sure all the little bits and bobs work and a couple of them have got me every time so yeah, yeah. it's going to be enjoyable it's, it's going to be for the right reasons ce- celebrating a great man's life and it, making some money for a great charity great great charity so there yeah. we go. Get get yourself. Get, if you come in, yeah, I can't. If you come in, come come say hi. 
please tell me your name when you speak to me. Like, you know my voice. I really don't know anyone. And even if I've met you, I probably don't know who you are. And um, it dicko sister. Tell me as well, because I might be pissed. Yeah, you will be pissed. Yeah. Um, don't do and... I'm, 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 so, I'm, I'm like really bad socially, so just leave me in the corner. <laughs> just, 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 pay, just pay Steve the money and then walk off. Yeah, you don't need to speak to me. I'm a, I'm a simple soul. <laughs> Give you a debit card. I'll scan it and you can walk off. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and give Dicko, me the card. I'll go to the bar. Yeah, I'll give you a <laughs> I just and Dicko's sister will will give me a ribbon at some stage because she loves Sorry. and always me. So, oh ribbon, ribbon. Uh. Get your mind out the gutter. <laughs> it, it's it's pre watershed for some people listening to this. I'm <laughs> gonna get killed now as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, enjoy yourselves. Get down Friday, and then you can have. Have an ale and up the veil. Yep, jobs are good. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order McDelivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.